the young teen boys. Boy, that's kind of echoey in here. How you guys doing? My name's Tom, North Phoenix, Kevin's dad. And I was excited to be able to be with you young boys today. Reckless and loving it. How many of you thought, as you, and I'm, I'm not saying everyone has to, how many of you looked at that video and said, that is pretty wicked? How many of you said, it would kind of be cool to do that? How many feels like, no, I don't want to have any, any part of that? I mean, that looks pretty, pretty reckless, am I right? Um, have you guys experienced and done some stuff in your life that it's kind of, would you say, Reckless. Yeah. All right. It's an important topic, I think. What do you think it means to be reckless? Stupid things, dangerous things? Out of control. Unaware of your surroundings. Okay. I like that. Because that's part of recklessness, is you're doing stuff that's maybe crazy and wild, but you're really unaware of your surroundings. And what happens when crazy combines with not aware of your surroundings? What do I always say to my boys? you got to think ahead. No, think big is nice, but think ahead. Because if you don't think ahead, recklessness turns into... Broken bones, injuries, death, all kinds of stuff, okay? So, what does it mean to be reckless? It means about taking a risk, right? Is that fair? Danger, sometimes. Competitive aggressiveness. What does that mean? Okay. Has anyone ever had something either good or bad happen when you were like, man, I gotta go all out. We gotta win this right now. Anybody? Tell me what happened. Tell me the story. I want to hear the story of what happened. Tournament. Your team was doing good or bad. And what happened? How? Because I just went all out crazy and everything just to get them points. Get out of the way. Elbows flying. Slam dunking, right? Well, maybe not quite, but you were thinking about it. If you could have, you would have. Good. Can you get yourself in trouble going all out like that real hard? You can. I remember once Kevin, I'm going to pick on you because I got, I got stuff. I got material. He was um, in a soccer game, and he had a, uh, I think it was a penalty kick, and it went just wide. And his team wasn't doing that good that year. Just wide. And you could see it, and all the parents saw it, because he's a nice boy, doesn't use bad language. I'm thankful for that. But you could see in his face anger that he missed that shot. And all of a sudden, he was running like, a, like an insane guy all around the field, stealing the ball, taking the ball. I was like, geez, what happened to Kevin? Doesn't, he's kind of ticked off he missed that shot. And it was kind of competitive aggressiveness. I felt it too. You felt it as well. Rebellion. Is that tied with recklessness, rebellion? What does rebellion mean? What's your definition of rebellion? Go ahead. Go against authority. Okay. Or like, or like to, um, 
And what you said earlier today is that recklessness is about sometimes not being aware of your surroundings, right? Or like, uh, yeah, doing, doing, doing crazy things, like, yeah, being unaware, but also like, you know, like, some people like jump off a tower in, you know, the middle of a city, or like, okay. do, you know, like. And that might be rebellion, because that's often illegal. Base jumpers that jump off towers and buildings, it's not legal. They have to land and jump into a car and disappear because it's not legal, okay? So rebellion is also involved with recklessness. Self-centeredness. You said that before. That, that point was really good that we started off the class with, that recklessness, which is the title for, the, for today for those of you who just walked in, recklessness is often about being in a situation where, you know what? Why don't you guys move up, you young guys? You're so far in the back. That's not good. Come on further up. So the idea of self-centeredness is very much rooted in recklessness because recklessness is often a situation where we are in a situation that we are so involved in doing it, making it go big, wild stuff, that we don't even care or worry about what's happening around us, right? Things get broken, things get hurt, people get injured. So that's a part of recklessness as well. And that's really the, the term oblivious. What does oblivious mean? You have no idea about what? What else is going on? Oblivious means you're so into yourself and your little world that you don't even know what's going on around you. Okay? And that's a dangerous place to be. To others, to feelings, to danger, to what's going to happen when I drop this huge cinder block from here on my foot. Think ahead, right? Okay. I want you to rate these images. And I thought... We could hand out a flyer. We could, uh, we could uh, do it in a very calm way, but what would be the most reckless way to rate images? What's that? We could do that. So if I really like the image, I punched my neighbor, that would be awesome. So pair off. No, I'm just kidding. Let's do this. And, and again, shh. whenever you watch... Um, a competition that's being judged, a lot of times, is it best in a judgment competition to be first or last in the competition? First? first? No, why Why is it bad to be first? Oh, because well, then you're third. Like What's that? Because then you're third. They announce from bottom what? to top. No, no, what, when you're, what, what, what do you think? You don't know what you have to compete against. Right, so if I'm a judge and I'm watching something, and the first guy that goes is really good, am I giving him a 10 out of 10? Even if it might have been the best of the day, I'm not going to hold back. I give him an 8 because there might be something coming better. So here's what I'm going to do. There's not too many rooms around us. I want you to give me some kind of a verbal expression of, yeah, or woo, or whatever, based on how awesome you think these images are, okay? And we'll get a sense then for just how awesome and reckless they are, okay? And you're ready to get set and go. You guys are jerks. Has anyone here windsurfed? Windsurfing is tough. This guy is bringing it. He's bringing the board up above his head. You got nothing for this guy? Nothing for this guy? All right. Flying like the angels, baby. Who knew angels flew like this?
Is this some recklessness? Nice. Nice. Tap out, baby. Come on, man. Just not... Oh, God's got his pants below his rear end. What's up with that? Whenever I see kids like this, you know what I tell them? Your grandpa wants his pants back. They're obviously too big for you. Apparently a group called Slipknot, I think. Whoa, man, reckless. I did not imagine. I'm surprised. The guy's hitting the cop so hard through the shield, the cop's going down. I'm surprised young Christian boys are cheering at the policeman getting whacked. Fried scorpion, baby. Save the best for last. Come on. And notice, notice something subtle. What's subtle happening here that you don't recognize? He's got the skis crossed. He's inverted. No helmet. What's he riding? Not a, not a snowboard. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Snowboards, I think it's, they're good for girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. That's it. Skiing one, just all I have to say. Or beating the police was kind of close, too. All right, all right. We're moving on, we're moving on. Your verbal loud participation is not wanted now. All right. What do you think we're going to conclude at the end of this form? I want you to think of what are some of the conclusion things that I will have to say. Take a wild guess. The short amount of fun you get from being reckless isn't worth the cost of the consequences you will get after. We're done! We're done! No, I'm just kidding. That, that's not bad. That's not bad. What else? Don't be stupid. Excellent. Always think ahead. Always think ahead. We should... I think as boys and as men, we are actually made to be wild, just like uh, with the space of wild at heart by John Eldridge. Interesting. What? Don't be dogger. I've got a question for that. You're kind of beating up on a friend here. Huh? See, that, that's kind of a reckless moment because he's oblivious to his pe- people's feelings. He's trying to elevate himself by being really funny. He's like, I'm going to be reckless. I'm saying, don't be dumber, man. That was weak because you're trying to elevate yourself by beating down a friend. So you just got the beat down. You just got the beat down. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I'm on to you. I'm on to all y'all, as they say down south. All right. All right. So you guys had some interesting conclusions. Well, we're, we're going to see. 
We'll see how where we go. Is recklessness bad? It's sometimes good? Really? You're going to always have to teach me that. You're going to hurt yourself, right? You're going to hurt yourself, yeah. You're going to hurt somebody else. Has anyone ever, in a moment of recklessness, injured another person, Kevin, that I, in the room? Tell me. Oh, you were snowboarding. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, wait, wait, you guys, you know what? Hey, wait, 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 wait. This is actually being recorded, and I want to have fun. I want to be a little bit reckless, but we have to respect each other when we're talking. Okay, go ahead. Um, I was snowboarding, and I took out a little girl. Nicely done. Wait, I was actually like, driving my go-kart. No, Ruben. So, yeah, so I, got, I was driving crazy. Then my cousin, my, no, my second cousin went on. He was, um, uh, he thought he could do it because I was driving. I told him not to go insane, but he drove a tree and flipped it. Nicely done. Huge scar. I was playing soccer, and the ball went really hot, and I jumped up to get it by something. In the face? Nice. Respect your peers. I was in Kentucky and um, we were playing rugby. <laughs> I was playing and I kind of hit this boy from Kentucky that um, was there and I hit him really hard and he went inside and he was confused. Like, like you Concussion. Be proud. Be proud of that. Shh. Respect people talking. Go ahead. I was wrestling in school for gym class and I broke a piss. Sternum is where? Breastbone. Ooh. Go to the hospital. Oh, yeah. That's nice. That's always nice. You got, okay. But notice we had two stories of snowboarders recommended people, which means it's inferior to skiing. Thank you. We'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. We're moving on. I'm in charge. We're moving on. You're an idiot. Woohoo. Okay. What if we find a way to embrace the idea of recklessness? May not be. We'll find out. We'll find out, okay? Four main areas of recklessness in our lives. And I could be wrong because I just made this up out of my head, but I think I came up with four areas that we, as young men, are reckless. Are you ready? Sports and activities. That's probably the number one uh, leading area of recklessness. Danger, thrills, risk, attention getting, whatever it is. Big time there, right? Relationships. Possible? Friends? Girls? Church? School? All those relate. Give me an example of what it means to be reckless in a relationship. You've been talking a lot. Let's, let's, let's split, it, spread it around. Spread it around if someone I haven't heard from too much. Try to impress the girls. I have a story. I was skiing one day. I was skiing one day, and I uh, skied with a group of friends, and we were always, you know, going a little bit wild on the mountain. And one day, there was this big jump, 
with a relatively flat landing, which is, you know, is probably not the greatest landing. But it was off to the side trail where there's no one monitoring us. We were by ourselves, you know. And we had found out that this jump was so abrupt that you could do flips off it. And I had never, I'd done tons of flips on diving board, but never on skis before. So I'm over there with my buddies. My one friend goes off and wrecks. Another good guy's on, kind of does it. And there was about six girls down there watching. Oh, man, I got to do it now. So I did it. Because why? Girls. Okay? And, but, but that was really kind of a combination of both. The, re- the reality is, I landed it. I landed it, but I landed kind of on the back of my skis, but I stood up and skied off, so it was a pretty, pretty awesome day. But it was reckless. It was reckless. I did. So, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. We can be reckless with girls' feelings, right? Can we be? We sure can be. We can be reckless. Let's say um, there's a girl that's in the room and the Lord has planned for you to be with her someday. You have, she, he has plans for you. That's your wife someday. But you're paying a lot of attention to other girls. Is that still recklessness? Yeah. It's reckless. Bottom line is it's very easy to be reckless in relationships, okay? Next thing is law. Policemen, teachers, reckless with the law means you're breaking the law, right? Drinking underage, that's recklessness with the law. And authority, parents, church, government, and a lot of this has overlap, right? So those are the four main areas that young men tend to be reckless in. Sports, relationships, law, authority. All right? Recklessness makes us want to do what? Compete with, compete and win to show what? That I'm bigger than you, right? That's what recklessness does. I want to show that I'm bigger than you, that I'm better than you, that I can do something stronger than you. It makes us do daring things. I'm braver than you. You did one of those, I'm going to do two right now. That's what I'm saying, see? That's what I'm saying. What happens then? Okay, yeah, I'm doing three and a half with a twist. Yeah, I'll do it with flaming lawnmowers in each arm, spinning on. And with a vial of nitroglycerin in between my teeth. Come on! It makes us take risks. I used smoking in here. Here's the funny thing. There's a lot of stuff in schools today about don't smoke because why? Cancer. It's a lot of illnesses. It's not legal for you to do it at your young age. Let me ask you a question. When you tell a young kid that's thinking about, man, I would just love to suck one of those down, is telling him that he might get cancer going to impact him at all? No. Not at all. Is telling him that it's not good for him going to change it? No. Let me ask you the question. Why does a young kid decide, I'm going to smoke cigarettes, or I'm going to get some marijuana, I'm going to drink alcohol? Is it really because he likes to inhale smoke or drink uh, whiskey? What is the real reason that he's doing it? It's not really his friends. It's, he's thinking that, 
man, it's, I'm going to look so bad right now. I'm going to look so bad. People drive by on this highway, and I'm only nine, and I'm smoking over here. Woohoo! Dude, I'm a bad slamma jamma. <laughs> or, yeah, we got wrecked last night, man. We were like so drunk, drinking my parents' stuff. It was ridiculous. I'm trying to make myself look bigger and stronger, more powerful than you, because I did something illegal and bad. And then I vomited all over my parents' bed, and it was awesome. Wow, you are really impressive to me. Man, wish I could do that. Achieve things. Look what I, does recklessness drive you to achieve things? Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll talk about that in a minute. It's drive. It pushes us to perform, to do better than before. Is, is drive a bad thing in life? No, it's not. But it, what's the question? Where are you driving to? Right? So we're seeing that recklessness has some dangerous things in it, but there is also part of it that's not necessarily evil or bad. Recklessness we often use to prove our relevance, our self-worth, our value, our esteem. Do you know people like that? That they don't have much going for them in life, so what do they do? They're maybe not a great student. They're maybe not musical. They don't have a lot of friends. So they get a gun and bring it to school because they they just need some kind of attention. I mean, people don't typically want to go to jail. You guys have a conversation? That's fine. Just let me know when you're done. Okay, thanks. People don't really want to go to jail, but a lot of times they end up going to jail because they've done things that are really reckless, that they're just dying to say, I'm relevant here. I can't be successful in school. I'm not successful in sports. I'm not successful in music. I'm not artistic. All I'm going to do is do something insanely stupid because I have to prove that my life matters somehow. And they do crazy, stupid things, okay? A recent moment of perceived recklessness for me. I struggled about sharing this with you because some people perceive what I did on my 51st birthday this year as reckless. My wife wasn't really that happy. And I thought the downside of sharing it is it kind of feeds into that whole idea of young men wanting to be reckless and me proving to you that, man, I'm 51, but I'm still bad in the quote way, all right? And from an ego standpoint, it's something that I don't share a lot, but that's the kind of danger with recklessness and things that we do that are kind of achievements. So I'm going to ask you guys to not share this. Don't spread this around. Don't tell your parents, because I'll get emails and phone calls probably. Just keep it, can we, can we agree to keep it to ourselves in the room? I, I won't say what it is, all right? But I'm going to show you something that is uh, kind of verifiable what I'll show you here, okay? 
I was skiing this year on my birthday. I got to ski for free. And I got a new app on my phone that shows you how many vertical feet you've skied, how many speed, uh, miles you've skied downhill. Also shows you the skiing distance. It also shows you maximum velocity, which we will not talk about. I'm telling you. You snowboarders, you cannot touch me. You cannot touch me. But here's the deal. Can I tell you something funny? As much as people look at that and say it's reckless, I've been skiing since I was about four, and I'm 51. So I have tons of experience. I have tons of experience at high speed. And there was a day and a time in my life when I said, how fast am I going? I'd like to know. This app showed me. But here's the thing about this and why I'm sharing it with you. There was times when I was young that I was probably going that speed on crowded trails. There was once a time where I was in a race with about probably 15 or 20 other kids from the top of the hill to the bottom. It was night skiing, so visibility was quite as good during the day. And we were all in a nicely formed tuck, burning down the mountain. And by halfway, I was in the lead because I'm bringing it, man. I'm reckless. I want to win. And right before the bottom of the hill where there's a big pitch, you know the bottom of the hill where the lifts are? There's all this accumulation of people. This guy's standing there. He's sitting there waiting to go down the hill to cut across. And I'm burning towards him with 15 other guys very close behind me, a mass of humanity. And guess what he does? He goes right in front of me because he didn't see us all coming at probably, maybe not that fast, but I guarantee you it was at least 60. His skis went across the front of my skis, and I barely flinched. I went right by him. But his, I only found out what happened because of my buddies behind me. His skis both got ripped off his feet. He basically flopped on the mountain. All my friends had to go around him, and it was like very close. I don't even know if he was hurt. I kind of doubt it because it was, it was just, I just took his skis off. I did this in a very different way. I'm going to show you that even though you might say this is reckless, this was the end of the day, right, Kevin? You were there. End of the day. Very few, it was the last run of the day, very few people around, wide open trail, and I honestly was probably not within 30 yards of another person this entire trek. And the hill wasn't even that steep, but it was long enough that I could build up speed. So it, honestly, at that velocity, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't feeling like, oh, I'm at the edge of control. I wouldn't have died, I would have slowed down, but I felt very comfortable because I've been doing this a long time. I didn't even know how fast I was going, but when I was done, I was like, Cool. Now I know. But that stays with us, okay? All right. But I share that with you because I, and maybe, and maybe that was something that I shouldn't have done. But the point is, I still struggle with it. I want that kind of adrenaline rush and the thrill and the speed, and that's something that's probably not going to go away for you guys. Recognize it, but I honestly did it in a way that was really quite safe. And had I fallen at that speed, it would have been a big wide open trail. There was no trees around. I would have just skidded to a stop and it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But if I had a steeper trail and longer skis, 80, 90, 100, question mark, anyway. But no one knows the speed that was. I'm just saying that was theoretical. Stop talking and getting me in trouble, man. All right. What do we need to eliminate from our list of four categories, okay? Do we need to completely eliminate sports and activities from our life that are reckless and dangerous? Well, do we need to maybe tune what we're doing? 
by thinking ahead, considering others in the rampage, understand the downsides of what if things go wrong. Have you ever seen these shows uh, that they have on TV? I've seen them once in a while with my boys, you know, like a stunts that went wrong. I'm like, dude, did you not think about the ramifications of having your motorcycle not go far enough and go face first into the mountain? Come on! No, come on! So you got to think ahead. I, I, I'm not saying I want you to be reckless in sports and activities, but I want you to think ahead and consider what might happen. Next, relationships. Recklessness allowed there? Boom, X. What about the law? Are there times where the law can be, you know, a little bit? No. What about authority? No. No, and you know what? They're on the list, baby. Recklessness there. (laughs) Denied. Reckless with your parents. I'm, I'm thinking that a parent might listen to this forum, and I want them to know that when it comes to recklessness with your parents and relationships... Off the map, off the sector, off the grid, not allowed. Agreed? 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 Agreed. Thank you. You all heard that, Mom and Dad. Yes? This is about allowing us to be reckless with God? No, 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 no. Don't say it. I know what you're talking about. We're getting there. All right? So, tuning our recklessness. Can we tame the beast? That's the question for you today. Can we consider the long term and adjust activity? So, like we said before, can we consider the fact that that drive in us for recklessness, we just have to start doing a little more long term thinking, adjust our activities a little bit, be a little bit more safe? so that we're not damaging ourselves and others, right? Can we learn? Have you, has anyone learned from mistakes of being reckless? Give me a story. Oh, man. Can I ask you a question? What, if you want to share it, what was the idea in terms of, uh, what was the impetus? What was the, uh, in, why were you encouraged to punch a wall? Oh, do you want you want to give us a little bit more information? Mad at who and what? Um, well, we were wrestling in our kitchen. Okay. I was like tired and I was like, hey, I'm not gonna wrestle. But then he like put my arm behind my back and pushed. I was like, hey, stop. But then he pushed a lot more and it like really hurt. And I was like really mad and I get chased in. Okay, so basically you tapped out. Basically you said we're done, and he didn't quit. Kept cranking the arm. Oh, nice, nice move. <laughs> mommy, help me, mommy. I don't want to get hurt. So you said, okay. So you said, okay, I can't hit you. I'm going to hit this wall. Bam! Oh, does everyone know what that means? A wall is structured so that there's drywall that's easy to break, but occasional every 18 inches is a piece of wood, and you hit right on the wood. Oh, you got to plan for a softer piece of the wall, man. Yeah, 
great idea. Get out the stuff, map it out, make a circle on a target, and then hit the ball. So the point is, was that a moment of recklessness? It was. And it was brought on by what? Anger. What brings on recklessness? It can be anger. But most of the stuff that we're talking about is, comes from pride, that desire to achieve and do and establish who we are. Go ahead. Right. I'll block. Come on, take a shot. I'll block you with the one hand. I'll stop you with one hand. I thought on one, on the way over to this forum, you said recklessness is not a problem for you. You lie. No, I'm just kidding. I think recklessness. And the thing about it is, I knew that a lot of people. There might be some people in the room that said, "You know what, Tom? I'm not reckless with sports, but." But that, there's a lot of other areas that people are reckless in when they're not reckless in sports, okay? So, good. Can we find other avenues to create esteem, value, purpose? Sure we can. And that's the thing you have to ask yourself. When you find, you look at your life, you say, man, why am I doing all this crazy stuff? Is it because I'm just a wild maniac? Or is it because I'm looking for some way to value myself, to esteem myself, to show that I have value in the world, and I, I'm doing it by recklessness. Does anyone understand that? I'm, you don't have to raise your hand, but, but that's something that, that is really a very, very real thing in life. Okay? Okay. Can we find things like service that can make us relevant? Has anyone ever done something and you felt really satisfied at the end of that day. Give me some examples. My grandpa came over one day and asked um, my brothers and I for help. Um, he's like 80-something, and he still works in the backyard, breaking cement and stuff. He, sir, it's crazy. Anyway, um, my other brothers were too tired, so I was the only one who went work with him. And at the end of the day, he was just so grateful and everything for all my hard work that um, he told me, you know, he was so thankful, and he gave me money, and he hugged me really big and everything. I just felt so important to him, and I felt like if I wasn't there, he wouldn't have been able to do it. So I felt very... Would you, would you have felt that way had he not paid you a penny? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because it was just about helping the man, helping the old guy, get a lot of work done that he could have done by himself, and it was satisfaction at the end of that. Anybody else? A story where you did something, and you just felt satisfied afterwards. I help my mom clean out, like, all, there's, like, these, like, shrubs in the back behind Dark work. Awesome. Yeah, but there was, like, a forest, and then shrubs, and then our yard, <clears throat> and they were, like, really ugly, so he, he, like, chopped them all and ripped up the roots. Okay. Hard work. Good. Well, I know there was this, uh, time, like, again, it was, like, yard work, and, uh, I was out, and like my mom was doing some of the weeds, and you know she stopped. She was really tired, and there's this part she couldn't finish, and she was uh, she was like a little upset, and so whatever she went in the shower. So then I went outside, and I went and I weeded all the stuff, and got it all done. Beautiful. Felt good, right? Felt relevant. Felt satisfied. Go ahead, Louis. Me, my dad, my uncle, we my little sister wanted like a little treehouse, and so like they kind of did those like all the stuff, but I like. 
screws and like brought the tools from So you were helping out, create a little treehouse thing. Beautiful. Felt, you built something with your hands, felt good, right? Uh, my mom asked me to uh, clean an area in, in our basement, you know, like just pick up all the stuff that was on the floor. And um, so while she was like, I forget, uh, she was busy cleaning upstairs, I, after I finished picking up all the stuff, you know, I decided that I would thoroughly finish the whole area. Cleaning rampage, reckless cleaning, baby, good. So, you clean, so she said, clean this up. You did the whole thing. So I, so, uh, not the whole basement, but the, I thoroughly whole cleaned area. that one area. Yeah. You know, by the TV, organized all, all the movies, picked up everything. And when she came downstairs later, what happened? Vacuumed everything. What did she say when she came downstairs later? Uh, wow. Was she like, wow, that was oh, whatever. Wow. wow. <laughs> and, then, and then she sent me up to practice my instruments. Beautiful. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, that was good. That's good. Anybody else? This side of the room's kind of quiet. You already talked. Anybody else? While my neighbor, her husband, had recently died from a heart attack, and she needed some help with some yard work. How old was he? Younger guy? Um, 50s, 60s, okay. somewhere in there. So not, not old, old. And so you helped her out with the yard? Felt good. Felt relevant. Beautiful. Beautiful. Can you have relevance through music? Teaching. CFG leadership. Does that give you a sense of relevance? Yeah. Awesome. Can you have relevance through passion for the Lord? Preaching, and I use ministry in the, in the broad sense, meaning whatever the Lord gives you to do in ministry. It might be ministering at a prison or helping out kids or whatever it is. So I ask you, is there any recklessness tied into these ideas? Service to the Lord. What do you think? What do you think? The What I'm getting at is this. When we look at the essence of recklessness, it's about often establishing self-worth, about drive, about motivating yourself. And I'm telling you guys that if you can take some of that reckless drive to do crazy stuff in sports or to rebel against your parents or to smoke or drink, that idea of, say, you know what, what if I took that reckless energy, that drive to achieve and to feel value, say, what if I put it here? What if I tuned recklessness into music or teaching or leadership CFG or, or preaching down the road for, or presentation or some kind of ministry? Is that an insane proposition or do you think it works? Tell me if I'm wrong. Do you think that works in principle? I think it works. Because when we do things for the Lord, music. You know, Danny, you had a solo the other day, or with a group. And let me just ask a question quick. It was in a church setting. A lot of people, big stage. Do you think to yourself, well, you know, I'm just going to kind of... Uh, do all right. 
just kind of kind of do whatever. Or did you think to yourself, I'm not going to talk too loud today. I'm going to eat the right food at dinner, and I'm going to bring it when it comes time to say, did you think that way? I actually didn't eat ice cream because of it. Okay, so the point is, he was planning, he was planning to say, I'm going to sing my heart out. I'm going to sing as best that I can for the Lord. Is that tuned recklessness? I propose to you that it kind of is. I propose to you that it kind of is. It's bringing us some of that same, you feel satisfied after that, you feel grateful, be a part of something bigger, to be singing hymns of praise to the Lord. Same thing goes for CFG. I've done tons of CFG leadership in my life. And you know what? Has every meeting that I've ever gone been awesome and amazing? No. There's been a lot of bombs, a lot of stuff that just didn't work. Grand ideas, let's do this. It's like, people are looking at me like, what planet are you from? And yet, there's been, as I learned how to do that, there's been more and more situations where I had a meeting from experience. Like, those three things didn't work, but this and this might work. And all of a sudden, we had a meeting, and people were like, that was a great meeting. Praise the Lord but you feel satisfied and valuable to God, and that's a good feeling. It's joy in the Lord. Where do we go from here? Consider your focus, okay? When you think about your life, and you know that you got these tendencies toward recklessness, and it might be sports, it might be to the authority, to law, consider your focus and ask yourself, where is this path going to take me? All right? Number two, Consider why you are reckless or why you are considering this act of recklessness. Why am I going to do this? Is it because I, uh, I need value or because I want to be relevant? And ask yourself, is there a different way that I can be relevant than this crazy act of whatever? Okay? Breaking the law, being disrespectful to parents, jumping off a cliff, whatever it is. I want you guys to grow up. Are there people, because of recklessness, that never grow up? Yeah. A kid in my neighborhood, a little bit younger than me, after a huge rainstorm in Syracuse, was swimming in this, it was, I think it was at a, um, what was formerly a ravine that was dug, uh, what's it, a quarry. He was swimming at this big swimming hole place, very, very deep, Water was rushing in like mad. He got caught in it. Should never have been there. I'm sure it looked like, like a whirlpool to some degree. He swam. He drowned. He never grew up because he was reckless. And you have all been probably injured to some degree by recklessness. I want you guys to grow up both in the idea of not taking too much risk, but at the same time, I want you to physically grow up and not die because you're reckless, okay? I want you to preserve yourself because there's ways to have fun, even on the ski slope or wherever you go, there's ways to have fun without pushing the envelope so far that if it doesn't go well, I could be badly damaged, okay? Do we have fun skiing? I'm talking to my son right now. Do we go a little bit crazy sometimes? Yeah, but are we doing things that, that the downside is death? No, we're not. Cherish your relationships. This is about you're thinking of be, being reckless with your parents or your siblings 
or the girls at school or church camp. Preserve those things. Don't be reckless there. You can create lifetimes worth of damage, okay? Preserve relationships in the way that God wants you to have them, okay? Tune your recklessness into passion for the Lord. I'm not saying the recklessness is off the board. I know we talked about it. I thought to myself, when I put this first slide up, reckless and loving, you guys be like, oh, we're going to hear today about, don't be reckless, put on your helmet, you know, roll your pants up when you're riding your bike, so you're going to call it on the chain and just, that's not it. The idea of recklessness is built into us, all of us to some degree. Even if you never play sports, if you've never smoked, there's, there's some level of recklessness in you. I know this one boy. Across the board, I don't think you would ever define him as reckless. He's not in the room, just so you know. It's not Kevin or some of you guys that I know pretty well. But he is definitively not reckless in terms of sports, in terms of um, relationships with girls, in terms of the law. But you know what he loves to do? He loves to ask questions of adults that are very, very difficult and very challenging for adults to answer. Does that make him evil? No. But he's doing it because he's somehow challenging authority. He likes to put him... He's actually taking control of the adults in the room by saying, oh, you're 45 years old. What do you think about the existential existence of plants on Mars? I don't even know what that means. It probably doesn't even make sense. But the point is, he likes to put an adult in a position to answer something that's very difficult or very challenging because he likes to sit back and say, okay, adult, entertain me with your wisdom if you can. Do you think that's recklessness? It is. What? It's what? It is recklessness. He's trying to, he's trying to take an adult and shake him up. He's basically trying to take control and arrogance of that situation. It is, my friends, recklessness. I propose to you that everybody here, no matter where you've been or what you do, there's parts of your life where you're reckless. And I'm asking you to consider why and tune it. Tune it into passion for the Lord. Let's pray. Okay. We are going to stop the recording now.